Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to Summit Church. We're so glad that you have joined us this weekend. And if you are a guest with us, we especially want you to know how glad we are that you're here. If you have any questions about the church, if there's anything that we can do to serve you, we'd love to make ourselves available to you for that. You can learn, of course, all about the church by exploring our website. But we would ask, if you're willing to, that you would click the Get Connected link below this message on the sermon page. And that'll just give us an opportunity to know enough about you to hopefully be helpful to you in, in connecting you to, to opportunities in the church and ways to connect, but really uh, in a greater understanding of what it looks like for us to be a community of people trying to follow Jesus. For those of you who are partners or regular attenders here, welcome back. I want to talk a little bit before we move forward into this service uh, about last week. And, uh, and I imagine for many of you, um, you experienced the service uh, the way I did with my family um, in our home. And the contrast between the news that we watched when we woke up in the morning, the heartbreak that is rending our country um, and our city, um, and, uh, and, and the service as we experienced it, the contrast was stark. And of course, when I experienced that, when I experienced the heavy-heartedness that I carried into the sermon and then, uh, and then the lightness of the celebration of, uh, of our seniors and the, and the whole service, of course, I had all of these reasons for why that was the case. This seniors had given up so much uh, in moments to appreciate uh, their, their, their graduation. I wanted them to have uh, their moment. We pre-recorded the service, and so how could we know uh, what our country would be experiencing? All of these reasons um, kept coming to mind for why this should be okay. But the reality is, it was not okay. I felt it in that moment, um, and I've felt it since. I've had people kindly uh, tell me that was the case. And here's why it was not okay. Because there are people in our church, people of color, who, who the experience that, that, that they were seeing on the news was not a distant thing, a, a, a report of something happening somewhere else. It was touching their, their lives very clearly and very, very directly. And in not addressing it as clearly and directly as a church in that moment, we left room uh, for people of color to think that, that the deepest pain that they're experiencing right now in our world doesn't matter to the church. And for that, I apologize. And the other reason I apologize is because there are people who even when you hear me apologize, it makes you feel uncomfortable because it is easy and it is possible to keep the, the problems in this world, at least in regards to racial injustice, at a distance. And the fact that we left room for you to think the church can do one thing and, and, and what is happening in our world is not central to who we are as a church and the purpose of the church, I apologize that I left room for you to think that it might be okay not to care, to hold those things at an arm's distance. My hope is that we will, even, even as we make mistakes along the way and as we learn to repent and lament and be a part of change, that we will be committed to always moving forward towards seeing greater justice greater racial equity in our world. It's not just a social issue. It is part of who we are called to be as a church. As we move forward, I'm especially looking forward to the series uh, that we're beginning today. We're going to be spending the summer in the book of Psalms. And, uh, and as we've planned for this series over the course of many months, uh, we, we couldn't have known uh, that our first three speakers for this series, I think, are exactly who God wanted us to hear from. We'll be hearing uh, in, in reverse order uh, from, from Sylvester Robinson, uh, who, who's a dear friend and leader in town, David Jacques, who's the, the pastor of the Kingdom Church and, and, and a good friend of Summit. 
And this week, uh, we get to hear uh, from Arul, who he, along with his wife Betsy and their son Arjun, are partners at our Waterford campus. I actually first met you uh, at a partnership class uh, a few years back. Um, Gary had said, uh, you need to meet Arul. He's, uh, he, he is uh, an impressive person and a great leader and, uh, and is going to do big things. And, uh, and he's right. And it's been an honor uh, to get to know you. Arul is, uh, is a leader with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, which is a ministry uh, that works in colleges and universities um, and, and is intentionally multi-ethnic and diverse ministry. And Arul has been one of those voices, one of those people that I go to uh, for wisdom and counsel and how, uh, and how we as a church embrace the full ethnicity uh, that is the kingdom of God in the community of the church. Arul, uh, we talked a little bit earlier this week, and, uh, and I said, you know, I know you're preaching on Psalm 1, but I said I want you to feel permission um, to speak to this moment in history um, in whatever way you'd like. So before the pressure of preaching and all of that, uh, I would love to hear from you, just for us, for our Summit family, um, what is it that you would say is the church's role in moments like this in history, and what is it that we as believers uh, can do um, to, be, to, to take right and positive action? I think at this moment in time, um, first, for those of you who are people of color and you're feeling the, the grief and the anxiety or the uncertainty around this moment, it is good and right for you to take space for yourself, for you to care for yourself, um, to allow yourself to be in the moment and to be human and to feel what you feel. I think as a church, uh, there's a couple things that comes to mind when I think of um, addressing this moment, specifically around racial disparities and what God might call us to. I think one thing, uh, one of the things I think of is owning and reflecting on our history. So I think about that both for uh, like personally, like our family history, how were we raised in regards to ethnicity and race? What were we taught? What were things that our family was silent on? What were things that our family talked about? What were the jokes that were discussed at dining table conversations? To reflect and to own that and to look at it, even though there might be things when we think about race and the way our family viewed race that we don't like. To, to own that and to own our ethnic story, um, whether you're a, a white person, a black person, you're multiracial, you're an immigrant to this country from another place, there are, those are all parts of uh, who you are and all parts that God cares about. And so it's important to reflect on that and be aware of how you're coming into this moment. But we also own our history collectively as a nation. So my family, uh, you know, we moved here, we immigrated here from India in the 90s, and we came into a story of the history of this country around racism that started with slavery, that had many centuries of that, and there's, you know, that's kind of mutated over time, and it's caused a lot of the racial disparities we see uh, in systems that, um, create inequality for black people and other people of color. And we have to know that history. We have to own that history. Unless, because racism and the things that we're seeing happen on the news right now, it's not happening in a vacuum. It's not like, oh, it's just happening and these people are just choosing to do that. We aren't a historical people. We come into a context. And unless we understand our own personal and family context and story and the context of the story of our country and their views around these things, we won't ever move forward. Um, we won't ever be able to know the truth and bring that to the Lord. And so that would be the next step after reflecting and owning our history. And this happens over time. It might be a lifetime of reflecting on those things. But we 
We confess and we repent. We do biblical things that God calls us to when we see prejudice and bias in ourselves that was passed down from family, um, that we didn't even know we had or that we were supporting. We confess that. We repent. Uh, We take it to the Lord in prayer. um, And we do so uh, knowing that the Lord uh, has us in a process. And it's something that we do over the course of our life. Racism will never be healed in a person, just like jealousy or anger, something we're constantly confessing and repenting of. Um, And so these are things that we confess and repent. Um, And we do so also in corporate uh, ways. We we confess the the sins of our church, the sins of our country, the sins of the church in America at large. Um, There are many examples of corporate repentance in the scriptures. And so we enter into those things. The last thing I think of in this moment is that we listen and um, we act. Um, So we listen to the voices of people of color. We listen to organizations that are doing racial uh, racial justice work right now. Um, What are they calling us to do? They've been in this space thinking about this, reflecting on this. How can I join with what they're doing? Um, And then we act. And I think the first place that we should think of acting, I think peaceful protesting and demonstrating And raising your voice is important, but we should also think about where are the spaces I'm in all the time? How can you influence there? If you're an educator, how do you think about the ways people, uh, students of color are treated in your classrooms or at your school or employees? If you do, if you're in healthcare, how are, what are the systems and the ways that we're providing care affecting uh, different uh, ethnic populations? Um, if you work in, uh, if you're a local leader, if you work uh, in policing, these are places where you ask God, how can I have influence here? How can I act? Um, because there are so many leaders in Summit. Whether or not they're a leader in the church, they're a leader in, in where God has called them to be. And so in that place, they can affect change if they listen the voices of those people who are calling for change and then pray and, and take steps with, with the knowledge that we do it in humility. We might not always get it right, um, but we commit to it um, for the rest of our life because that's uh, God is on the side of seeing justice and renewal and change. Well, thank you. And, yeah, and just an encouragement uh, in that, um, you said you may not always get it right, and I can pretty much guarantee uh, that, that that'll be the case. And the courage isn't the courage to get it right all the time, but to continue uh, moving forward even, even as we learn. Uh, we've posted a, a list of, of resources that can help you learn and understand both the, the racial context of our day and the history uh, that feeds it. And I think we can put a link um, up below um, the sermon on the sermon page um, as well. And we encourage you to explore that library of really helpful resources. We're going to continue in the worship service, and Rule actually sent me a prayer this week that came out of Charlottesville, Charlottesville and it was, a, it was a community prayer of acknowledgement of, uh, of the pain of racial injustice and the reality that it is only God who brings healing in that. So we're going to begin our worship service in a congregational reading of that prayer. We'll also continue with the singing of songs and hymns to God and the giving of tithe and offering. If you're a guest with us today, the tithe and offering part is not for you. We hope that you receive this service as our gift to you, and we want you to know that we are glad that you're with us today. And for those of us who are partners or regular attenders here, you know why we give. We give out of gratitude, obedience, and trust that God can use our resources for his good and eternal purposes. With that in mind, let's continue to worship and worship our God who loves us very much.